How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just jump right into today's subject. <laughs> um, so, uh, this might be new for some of you new listeners coming into this podcast, but essentially, for the past, I would say maybe like six months, um, six months ago, I was coming up with different unique ways of changing my lifestyle, essentially trying to transition to more of a community-based, sustainable kind of lifestyle. And originally, my idea was to kind of, you know, move out of the house that I live in and and get an RV and do the RV lifestyle. But after doing a lot of research and just looking into it, it just didn't make sense for our family dynamics and so I transitioned from that to now looking at tiny homes. But in the process of looking at changing my lifestyle and changing um, kind of the way I do things, I started to understand a little bit more about my my perspective as to why I wanted to do this in the first place. And the reason why I wanted to do this is because I feel like this country has uh, has failed the average American. Um. And in a, a previous podcast, I, I think it was like a month ago, I essentially described it like a, a relationship where early on, um, I'll always be appreciative of where I grew up, the the benefits of being able to, ha- you know, be born in a country like America and have um, some of the resources that I have um, for myself compared to the average person. Um you know, I'll never take those things for granted. But at the same time, as I've gotten older, and just like it happens in real life, um, that fairy tale of this is going to be forever sometimes just doesn't work out that way. And so I started to realize that I just have a lot of issues with the way things are managed in this country. And there are two two ways to solve those issues. One I could get myself into politics, which was an idea of mine for a long time. But when you look into the things, the level of corruption that exists at the political level, uh, people that I looked up to in politics, um, you start to find out that even them, or or in cases of their situation, it's it's hard to avoid the level of wealth and power that is thrown at you when you are in positions um, afforded to you that most people um, will never try to achieve, and that is to get into politics. Um, and so, because of that, uh, I knew how you know how diff- a how uphill of a battle would be to kind of try to change everything myself. Uh, who who am I to try to even assume that I could do those things? Uh, and secondly, I, I just wouldn't want to do that for my family. Like, I feel like if I were to invest all that time into that problem, I'd be taking away from my family uh, and especially my daughter. And my daughter's the most important thing ever. But I want her to grow up somewhere where she's safe, where she um, has a level of, of community that's built around uh, built around her and has a lot of resources there to kind of help her stay educated, informed, stay healthy, and all of these things. And that's just not here. Like, it's it's there, 
but it's behind a paywall. And I don't agree with that perspective. I don't agree with the fact that just because of where you were born or uh, who your parents are, uh, those things will dictate a lot about your potential future. Can someone that was born as a minority and a very poor community come up and, and, and be the exception to the rule? Yeah. But again, they are the exception for most people born in those cases. Life is difficult for them. And I don't agree with that standpoint. I don't see that ever changing because I think that's attributable to capitalism and this country is so imbued with capitalism. It's almost vice versa. It's like considered America, America, like America is considered the, our democracy somehow got connected with a financial system, which is capitalism. And that idea of how it got combined together was a lot of marketing and a lot of, uh, a lot of manipulation of, of people's perspectives. And so, it's just not for me. I've never been a fan of making a ton of money. I've been fortunate enough to be around people that have made a lot of money. And uh, I think their achievements are, are amazing. And I'll never, who am I to tell them like, hey, what are you guys doing? You're kind of wasting your life away. You're pursuing something that's that's worthless. That's my perspective on it. You know, what they do with theirs. As long as they, I've met everyone that's done it like in an ethical way and unethical ways. And you know, I'm always amazed at what the wealth can bring to them. And I think it's pretty awesome. I even looked up to billionaires when I was younger. I could tell you about most Fortune 500 CEOs. Like I know their stories. I know um, I'm just very familiar with, with the level of finance because I used to look up to these individuals that were billionaires and high millionaires. And um as I've gotten older, I realized that I just don't really care about making that much wealth. And this isn't like an excuse because like I don't have that level of wealth. That's not the point. It's just in my life, what I've always valued more was my time and what I could do with my time and, and doing the things that I want to do with my time. And so making a ton of money tends to conflict with that idea, at least early on. You could invest a ton of your life towards something and then eventually uh, it gets to a point where you don't need to invest as much time and you can start to step away from it. But I realized that for a lot of people that have gotten so sucked into the mindset of making a ton of money, it's hard for them to kind of pull back from those things. <laughs> Just literally everyone I know, it's like that's their narrative. I've, I've rarely met someone that's made a ton of money and kind of just stepped back and retired early and just kind of enjoyed what the wealth, you know, the current wealth that they have at that moment, just enjoy that. And they, and they could enjoy that for the rest of their lives and not pursue making more money. I've rarely bumped into people like that. And I've crossed paths with a lot of people in my life. I've been fortunate enough to be in that position where I've been able to kind of be exposed to a lot of lot of people and, and and their ways of living. And it's just, it's not for me. Like all the different ways that people have done it, making money, it's just, it's not for me. What I care more for is like, it, I would pay more in taxes and I would pay more towards a system that would actually benefit society and community because it would make, uh, make us stronger. It would make us safer. Crime would go down. People would be healthier. Uh, people's emotions would be better. 
you could just see that when you look at other countries where that is the vested interest for them. And so um, my my project green that I, 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 I was I kept calling it where essentially I was going to be like buying a tiny home, live, living in a community and like starting to develop a community. I still want to do that. It's just not going to be in this country. A hundred percent. Like I know like my next five year goal plan is to move to a Scandinavian country, Denmark, Sweden, Norway. Those are my three countries of choice that I want to move to Uh high life expectancy, um, good average wealth, good social programs, not that much corruption, not that really uh, exposed to a lot of natural disasters, uh, crime levels low. It's it's just, you know, when compared to this country, it just makes so much sense for me to go out there and it's more geared towards what I care more about and that is community. And so um, I'm excited because I've been doing a lot of research in the last three weeks or so that I've been thinking about doing this. And these countries actually make it easy for people to come and immigrate to their countries, which I think is pretty awesome. And so there's different ways you could do it. You can either invest money into their country in different um, in different areas of, what is the word, of profession, I guess. And when you do that, you could get an investment visa and that allows you and your family to go out there and, and live as residents there while you're investing there. Or you can look for work and get a work visa out there. And, and, and the work visas are, are, they make it easy for you to find work available out there and then to apply for it as well. And uh, through my research, I found that uh, like if you want to go through the like working process, when you apply for work, you want to know Danish. And Danish is, uh, or I'm speaking for Denmark because Denmark is definitely the country, my number one pick. If I could go to Denmark, that would be the one I would I would pick. And so learning Danish or any Scandinavian country language uh, isn't so difficult for an English speaker, actually, because our languages are Germanic in, in um, man, I cannot think right now. That's so crazy. In origin, sorry. <laughs> our, our languages... Um, they have a common uh, ancestry, and that is their uh, Germanic languages. And so it's very different, but at the same time, it's it's easy for someone that speaks native English to learn that language versus like another language. And so I'm going to motivate myself to learn Danish, which is kind of exciting because uh, the only other language I know is Spanish, and I'm not very proficient in it, but I can I do well enough where I can speak it in hundred percent understand it and speak it the best of my ability. Reading writing is like so difficult for me in Spanish, but you know, I do pretty well with it, but I'm excited to, to do Danish. Like I never thought Danish would be my third language. I always thought Japanese would be just because I'm a big nerd and I love anime, but it's so difficult. <laughs> I've tried so many times and it's just not like English, but uh, after researching about the Danish language and, um, other Germanic languages, I'm excited to, to, you know, put my time into it. Supposedly anywhere between 28 to 32 weeks of, of like putting yourself into learning a language or 700 hours essentially will put you in a level of, 
uh, fluency with that language. And so that's my goal it, within this year is to learn Danish and then to slowly go through a process. I can't just leave Las Vegas just yet. I have things here that I have to take care of. But in the next two to three years, my goal is to be out in Denmark. And so I'm going to learn Danish. My wife is going to attempt to do it with me. She speaks multiple languages. She speaks four. So if anyone here in this household is going to be able to learn Danish, probably the best is going to be her. But um, so I'm going to try to motivate us to to learn Danish, challenge ourselves to, to do that this first year. And then after that, to start applying for work out there. And then if I can't find work out there, then my third option or my second option would be then to invest out there. And um, you can invest into real estate and you can, it's starting as low as $120,000. You can invest in real estate out there and get um, a like investment visa. So, but that could change any, you know, any year something bad could happen and, and immigration wise and they could change those laws. So I want to try to work towards this as soon as possible, just because I know that immigration laws can change with new administrations and everything of that nature. But it doesn't look like that's ever going to happen with Denmark, but it's better to be safe than sorry. So um, yeah, those are my goals. And so for people that are new to this podcast, look again, I will never take for granted all the opportunities that were afforded to me here in America. Uh, the opportunities that I was able to then take to a different country, Colombia, where my family's from originally, and I lived out there for a couple of years, and being an American made that process a lot easier for me, or having double nationality, being Colombian and American, made that process a lot easier, and uh, hopefully it makes, I mean, again, being an American is probably going to make my visa process a lot easier than other countries. I could have been born in some third world country and and it would be very difficult for them to kind of pursue these opportunities. So again, I'm never going to take that for granted, but at the same time, the way this country is going, unless you're someone that really cares about a ton of money and you're, you're on a trajectory that's taking you there, this agenda in this country is not geared towards you as a person, especially in a way to help you, get closer to achieving that goal if that's what you care about or you know being a family person or being educated it's just none of those things are there none of those systems are there the information's there the resources and, and like the people are out there but like if you're not a people person and you're a person that hasn't been taught how to educate yourself you're screwed like essentially you're you're screwed i, I don't even know how you would do it the only way you would do it is by inventing something that people want. And that's it. If you cannot do that and you're not a people person and you're not able to learn and expand and, and, and challenge yourself to be uncomfortable, you're not going to do well in this country. It's just a given. You can't get lucky. There's like People do get lucky out there, but look what happens when they do. Most of those people lose everything that they've gotten. So anyways, uh, that's my two cents. Um, and yeah, I'm excited about it. Honestly, like uh, just traveling in general, just always gets me super excited. So anyways, thank you guys as always for listening to today's podcast and I will catch you guys manana. Peace.